thanks for coming back. This is your extra credit by the Better Fight Cast, where usually the MMA historians separate the weak from the strong and hammer away on something they didn't cover all the way or at all on the Better Fight Cast. Sean Neubauer at MMA underscore Insomniac has gone to bed. So I'm going to fill in for him and... Gabby and I will be some sub-historians. I'm about to rename him the MMA NyQuil. Yeah, when he was <laughs> yeah. when he was keeled over on the couch. It might be the fault of some Chinese food, so it might not be his fault. But uh, I was saying we would name him the MMA Narcoleptic. Because he was taking a power nap before the last uh, broadcast. But he did a good job. He did a good job. Um, so he's gone. So I'm going to, you know, we're going to sub in for him. Joe Neubauer is at M- the MMA Historian. Gabrielle Shirley is at Gabby underscore T, and I am at Kirkman Jr. at Matthew J. Better. Well, Joe, what else should we know? What else should we know? Let's see. Usually I do this on the first podcast, but I'm going to start this one off with, let's get into the fights. Now, I know there wasn't really much that happened last weekend, but I sure did watch a card. On Friday night, since the first event, this is now the fifth, I have watched every single Legacy Fighting Alliance Yes, Legacy Fighting Alliance, every LFA in short. I've watched every single event since, and I have been impressed with all five. And, of course, the fifth one was no exception. In the main event, Adam Townsend won a great battle over Marcus Edwards. I mean, this is a 155-pound war. Uh, The thing I was most impressed with was Adam Townsend took over in the second and third round after they had a wild first. It was just a true brawl. And then as soon as the fight was over, Adam Townsend just dropped in pain because I think he was dealing with a broken rib the whole time. He had some type of injury in his ribs. And the toughness this kid showed, whether you were Bellator or UFC or Ryzen or anybody that can sign something good, you might want to get this kid because that's exactly what you want. Just an absolutely great fight. And then the other fight I wanted to put over, I wanted to make mention, was Matt Johnson over LaVille Simpson. Those two guys went to war. For a fight night on a Friday night on LFA, some card that where you know nobody knows who you are, them two guys put on a battle. I was thoroughly impressed and highly entertained, and I'm going to remember those names for the future. But since LFA's inception, a matter of fact, since LFA won, there has been more people signed to Bellator and UFC than I have ever seen off of any card. Hmm. And that was their very first event. The two mm. names fighting in the nice. last two fights booked for UFC 209. The two <clears throat> very first fights of the night. It was the Asian sensation. Andre, that last name is hard to pronounce, but I'm going to give it a try. Sukumtath. Do you think that that's what they had in mind when they wanted to be a feeder league for the UFC? The fact that after their first card... Well, it's actually UFC and Bellator. Because okay. Bellator signed the main eventer, Leandro Higo, in 135 pounds. Do you think LFA is going to start trying to lock people down for more fights so they don't lose them right away? Maybe, but that's kind of their thing. They want to be known as the NCAA. So they, do you think they're okay with just being like, gone? They seriously are. Gone. The guys who run it are fantastic scouts. Huh. They, they, they do a really good nice. job at They really do want to be facilitators of success. Yeah, I mean, I just, nice. I, I just every card like I've seen people that I think could make it to the big show easy. Nice. And Adam Townsend's the one that really stuck out of my head on this one. 
And there were some, a couple other guys who put on good performances, but I don't know if they're quite there yet. They need mm. another fight or two, but Adam Townsend put on that superstar performance where if that would have happened in the UFC, that would have been... Mm. So you would have been talking another about that Another avenue day. for parody of the two mm-hmm. major brands of mixed yes. martial arts. I like that. I like Just that. Just a very impressive Let's performance. Make this... Let's refine this sport even more. I like it. I mean, and then, of course, March 10th, the next LFA event, just remember this name. They have other great fights announced for it, but LFA 6 is going to have Mackenzie Dern. Remember Mm. that name. That girl is going to be a phenom in MMA. I don't know how far she'll get, but she's going to make it far. She has such a good Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. She is one of the best in the world to ever do it. And she's... Very light on the eyes. A very beautiful girl. You look up her pics just on social media. So good to look at. But she's legit. She's legit. Her last fight, she tied the girl up like a pretzel to where UFC matchmaker Sean Shelby tweeted a box of pretzels and put Mackenzie Dern. (laughs) What? Yeah. Exciting stuff. I, I have been such a big fan of LFA. I'm so proud of them. It just really gives me that Friday night fights. You know, they put on shows every two to three weeks. It, it It's just, it's a great sense. I mean, and it's also encouraging in a broader sense to see such a new sprung well of potential. The best way I can put it, the way I have been viewing LFA since its inception, inception they are, I'm going to use a pro wrestling term. Okay. They are the NXT to MMA. It sounds more like a rap group to me. Well, NXT is like the feeder group for WWE in the, the wrestling world. Currently. They're like that that underground promotion. They, they huh. put them on the Fight Pass network. And it's like you're watching the stars of tomorrow on there before mm-hmm. they make it to Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Where LFA, you're really watching the stars of tomorrow perform, whether it's going to Bellator or UFC. Like I said, the first inaugural event alone. I can name at least four or five up. fighters already signed. Getting smashed by two-by-fours and garages and stuff. That's hardcore. Really yeah, passionate about being a wrestler. Let's just go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're real life superheroes. <laughs> well, sort of. Mm. Mm. Well, I know you're excited to hear GSP is back. Ah, uh, yes. I know you love him. He brought me into the sport. Middleweight GSP. We'll see how good that goes. Yo Romero, Jacare Souza, Luke Rockhold, Gegard Mousasi, and now even Rashad Evans. I wonder how they're going to sit with that. That middleweight division's going to have to stay busy for about a year. That press conference tomorrow, I can't wait for it. I can't say I've ever been this excited for a press conference not with Conor McGregor. So many questions I need answered. Such as? Uh, Big one. You know, GSP, if you win, are you going to stay at 185? That's a big one to me. I want to know that. Like, Mm -hmm. Are you looking past Bisping? Mm -hmm. Is this just a one and done? Is this just a belt grab? Or do you plan on seriously staying there and contending for the title? Uh, do you ever plan on coming back to 170? That's another question in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, who are you eyeing up as future contenders? How many fights do you plan on coming back for? There's so many, so many to answer, but I think those are the first ones off the tip of my tongue. I am looking forward to hearing some sentences out of his mouth, finally. <laughs> there are there have been a few on uh, Hay- Hayabusa, mm-hmm. the sports line that sponsors him they have a new uh gsp 16 ounce limited edition glove for the low price of 149.99 premium grade high quality they say and the only place that you can hear him really say anything 
at all in the last year or two. And he talks about coming back and whatnot and nothing, you know. Like I like I tried to quote in the last Better Fight cast, he was saying he's the best GSP he's ever been, of course. So I guess we should all just hang on that. Well, he has nonstop <laughs> training. I have not he's seen a him psycho. out of shape I mean, ever. he could uh, in a good way. Like he could, he, he is one of the, like I said then too. He's the team one thousand. He seems like a machine, like a like a like he just seems, doesn't seem. He he he, he seems inhuman. Mm-hmm. So I, I I could see him coming back after three years and it not seeming like he's been gone for that long because he's been more or less training like he's gonna fight. Well, maybe like it ha- really has been a three year training camp. Here's the thing: this guy stays him doing in that. shape year round. Yeah. Now, I know I'm going on record saying pretty much I think GSP is going to that division because I think he's looking for the 35 and up club. I think he sees an older middleweight division, at least at the top of that food chain. You know, he thinks maybe he could get past the older guys being the younger one. But on the flip side, if I had to really think about it, the only other reason I could possibly think of GSP going back to 185 is maybe walking around for three and a half to four years not having to cut weight. Maybe just maybe this will just be a warm up fight. Then he'll go down and fight with the Jaguars. Well, maybe he's added muscle. He hasn't had to lose anything. He hasn't mm-hmm. had to do any weight cutting for three and a half to four years. Mm-hmm. And he used to cut to get the one. Maybe he'll move up a division. That's what he's doing. One eighty five. Well, maybe he'll move. Maybe since he's been comfortable walking around with his walking around weight, and he's not worried about cutting weight. Maybe he's even thinking about moving up to the next division. No, nah, I don't think he'll go to two hundred five. Yeah, I don't think he'll make two hundred five. That's a big jump. It's a big yeah, jump. That's that's way big. You'd have to get that Silva Dabot thing going. Yeah, you have to get his biggest Silva too. Like he would have to grow in height. <laughs> he could get and, that Ethan Hawke yeah. Attica treatment. It's, where not, he adds, it's not that simple. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't but know. One eighty five might be good for him. Afterwards, I, mean, though. I don't know. Maybe he is a lot stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. He hasn't had to cut I any type GSP. of weight. He might be. He, he might be he, a better athlete at 185. I'm did, against cutting weight. I, I'm did, for it. He did get me into. He did get me into this sport. He did. Um, I guess. I guess I would say he's my fighter. If I had to pick one, I would. I would. I would put an asterisk. It'd be, he'd be my interim fighter. He's. He's got an asterisk next to his name, but he's my fighter for yeah. the moment. If I had to pick one, um, I don't. Cowboy Cerrone kind of calls out to me a little bit. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But well, anyway, the thing about the um, whole GSP coming back thing, and he's fighting Michael Bisping for the middleweight title, it just had me think about the whole McGregor versus Mayweather situation. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. <laughs> My strongest GSP coming back because he's my fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling in for Sean. He's cutting right into the it. MMA right. narcoleptic. <laughs> well, actually, he's at MMA underscore Zodiac. And he's not here because he went to bed. B-Hall, the new MMA Dayquil. <laughs> coming in your eardrum with his strong. GSP right. is back. We beat the GSP horse as much as we could for this week. But we're going to talk about him again next week a lot. Because I love him. And I love to practice his accent. It's going to get better, I promise. My week is the fact that it looks like the McGregor-Mayweather fight is closer to being a reality. Because they're not planning anything for Connor. And people are talking and it just seems like it's more and more realistic. 
I still, I still ultimately think that Mayweather is full of it, and he's not going to jeopardize going forty nine and one against Connor because Connor is a force of nature, and the historians did they didn't laugh at me, but they complete they they say there's no chance that Connor is going to win that fight, and I say that anything is possible, especially with that dude. Probably not. Probably not, but Mayweather could slip on a banana peel in the ring. He could have a micro-seizure for the first time in his life. Anything could happen in that ring against Conor especially. And as technical as he is, as perfect as he is, as boring as he is, footwork, handwork, everything. I, I know that these sports, and I don't even understand boxing, so I assume that it's an even bigger competition of like the 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 tiniest microgram of an inch you know the tiniest micro fraction of an inch like i i I get it's not just it's not as blunt as it seems like it is a precision thing and he's been he's been the best of the best of the best and he knows how to move exactly where you need to go and he doesn't take any chances at all but still he could lose against connor it is a it is a possibility and i don't think he would risk it i don't think he needs another hundred million dollars to risk that. And I think right now he is able to capitalize on all of the press that he's getting because he's pretty much done. And he's probably not going to beat, uh, he's probably, probably, I don't think he wants to beat the record held by Rocky Marciano. Is that who it is? Is that who he decided? Yeah, 49 He doesn't want, he doesn't want to break that record. For whatever reason, he doesn't want to break it. I think he does. But I don't think he wants to risk losing against Connor. Uh, I think I he think, wants to I find someone. I think Connor's the safest bet. <sighs> At least know, a boxer man. has pro boxing know. experience. He knows how to fight against a boxer, though. He knows. Connor is unpredictable. He's a variable. He's a, he's wild, man. But you take away all his weapons and he only has one. That What makes him so wild and unpredictable is I the know. fact. I know. I know. I know. But it's still... I just don't like it. It's still possible. And is there another big name in boxing that he could fight at all? Not uh, One really, thing right? I like about your like, strong... Like, he couldn't break... He couldn't... He, he, he would like to break the record... On something big like Connor, that'd be perfect in its own way. And anybody else, there's no contenders against him. There's no contenders in boxing against him at all. Am I right? There's nobody. Well, it depends. There's Triple G, but he's young. And Mayweather at 40 against Triple G right now is in his prime. It's going to be a tough one. Okay, so he keeps his name relevant. That's what I'm saying. He's going. He by, wants Connor. By well, not by fighting Connor. Triple G, but a just big by name, talking about. But he's not Connor. But just by talking about it, and then maybe Triple G can build his name a little bit more and get a little more burned out, and then Mayweather will break the record on him once he's a, once he's got the Anderson Silva dab on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. All right, tinfoil hats off. Mm. If Connor ever wanted to do that boxing match, I'd rather see him dwindling down at the end of his career where I might be interested a little bit more. Right now in his prime, I want to see him in the cage. Yes. Oh my God. Don't. He's. Don't lose all. God. Oh, your attributes. Your attributes. You got to have attributes. You don't have attributes. You're not going to have attributes if you train for boxing, like the historian has been saying. You're gonna. You're gonna condition yourself for boxing. You're not going to be. Probably good you can't condition yourself really for Floyd contend. Mayweather, the best possible striker, especially in the hands department and defense striking in the world, and then go against the best grappler in the world named Khabib Nurmagomedov. 
it's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. But with that being said, I did like your strongs. One thing I love about George St. Pierre coming back is whether he's fighting in the right division or not, that's up to anybody and whoever's opinion it is at least he's coming back and it's 100% MMA yeah and you're in and what's what we love about MMA that's just pure sport of course part because of how it's run and also because of the nature of the sport in and of itself because there's all options available pretty much like it's it's you 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 gotta be well rounded you gotta be able to offense and defense on all fronts to a point that's why I don't want to see the May Mac May Mac give the dog bone. Yeah. W-M-E I hate that name May Mac. Oh, oh God. Oh, I, I practiced it. I say McGregor Mayweather. That's more, it. More dump trucks full of money. May Mac just sounds silly. All right. Well, the MMA historian is now moving on to his strong. My strong this week. It yes, did have look forward. GSP was the one that kind of struck it up in my mind because as soon as GSP announced that he's coming back and he's fighting Michael Bisping later this year. It made me realize all the people that are getting shorted, all these guys that are put being put on the bench, you know, being pretty much told to sit and wait or fight each other. I don't know. But it just really showed me in just the middleweight division alone and just like a lot of the other divisions in the UFC that this time right now, there is no shortage of challengers in most of these divisions. There's... Plenty of contenders for nice. the title it's in nice. all of them. Right. I remember a time when there might have been one or two. They're supple. Yes, like there's plenty of options to go with, and I think that's a good thing as far as into the near future. Right. You need fights. If you don't have the right fights, you don't have good fights, or fighters there that are that are on the level of other ones, you're not going to have good ones. And I, I really love the fact that there's no shortage. It, it's it's a great it's a great depth chart in pretty much all the divisions, with the exception of a few. I like where it's going. Middleweight definitely shows it. There are some sharks. I feel bad they got to sit for so long, but I feel like they, they should still be there when it comes time to get, get down and dirty. My week. All right. This is always fun, man. This is one of my favorite fighters. Uh, let's get dirty. I love him, man. He won the first Ultimate Fighter in the welterweight division. At but this then guy. Came I don't know who he's talking about. Lightweight. Throw him. Jerk. Even... Dabbled in the featherweight division, but he's back to lightweight. Sell Diego out. the Nightmare Sanchez. Okay, I don't know who that is. All right, well, listen to what I said. Diego the Nightmare Sanchez. Is it Night with a K? That's his nickname, the Nightmare. That's the ones the fans gave oh, him. Oh, so it's the Nightmare. Yeah. The Nightmare. Okay. Well, I remember in the first few well, years of something. his career, he was the Nightmare. All right, and then all of a sudden he turned into the Dream. He decided <laughs> to change his nickname. Oh, he did it? Yes, he did it. Oh. And he tried forcing the dream on everybody. Because I guess he thought the nightmare was too... I don't know. I, this dude's a weird guy. Did Johnny Manziel call himself Johnny Football or did other people do it? Other people did it. I'm getting You're it not even on Johnny Manziel right. level. And look, bro. and I just said Diego the Nightmare Screw Sanchez. You. I'm glad I told you that, this well, guy. Well, not... Well, you know. Finally, he got back to the nightmare because the fans demanded it again. <laughs> Nobody was calling him the dream. Like, oh, dreamy Diego Sanchez. It's not going to happen. You were the nightmare. Yeah, right. What are you, like a, a ferocious star competitor. of the Jersey Shore or something? What are you talking about? And then I saw a video come out the other day. It gets better. A video come out the other day as you are now known as the nightmare again. He decides he's going to change his name again. Oh, now no. he's the Lionheart. Oh, no. Diego. Oh. Oh, no. As far as nickname responsibilities go, you are <laughs> cut off. You are 
cut off, sir. Oh Lionheart, you are the nightmare. Embrace the nightmare. Oh Love it, because it's it's that not... That is a pretty boss nickname. Who does he think he is? Do you think you're a prince? Or Jean-Claude Van Damme? Who are you, Diddy? You think you can just change your name and people are going to follow? That's not how it works. Nicknames are given. As far as nicknames go from here on out, you are cut off, sir. I don't want to hear you say any other nickname out of your the mouth fans, unless it's Nightmare. The, or the fans get to vote on something even more degrading because that is what you deserve, sir. Oh. oh, I don't know. Diego, stop. <laughs> you made my week. You are the Nightmare Diego Sanchez. Forget about Lionheart. Forget about the dream. Just go out there and fight. What was the what was the Van Damme movie with Lionheart? I think it was kind of a Mortal Kombat-ish movie made. It was great. Well, actually, it was one of the movies I loved before I got into mixed martial arts when I was a nineties kid. Oh, Steven Seagal was oh, that was well, my stuff. Thing about, that was my stuff when I was. I little, used to man. love Lionheart. Maybe I was a big Van Damme fan. Van Damme was reason, great. He was. The Steven Seagal that could be for me. Well, Van Damme was in three of the fighting movies. You could argue that he was better than Seagal. They made but for me, me, he wasn't Seagal. I knew I was going to like cage fighting before Not it ever came out or, or was discovered mm-hmm. because of uh, Lionheart was one of them. I loved how he was going into people's backyards, alleys. What was the movie lots. about? It was like a street fighter. Okay. But it was like top street Why fighters. Why was his I mean, name Lionheart? I yeah, was the heart of a lion for that. Okay, that was just I mean, the, the guy name that he picked. Yeah, Van Damme was like kind of right. the undersized guy. He was going up against like big Sambo Russians. He was going up against uh, you know guys from the Middle East. I mean, it was it was a. Did great... he have a killer mullet in that movie? I can't remember. Like a mini... no, he had his head shaved, I believe. I think so. I don't know. It's been a long time since I, I watched got that Lionheart. movie jumbled up with Double Impact, and uh, the, there I think there was the. Lionheart was in the movie where it was in New Orleans and he was being hunted, right? Was it Hard Target? Is that what that was? I think that yeah, might that have been... Hard that might That was John Woo's first American yeah. film, if I'm not mistaken. The thing I loved about Lionheart was, like I said, he was going to people's backyards and everybody had shit, such bro. different personalities and different fighting styles. The same thing with Van Damme's movie Bloodsport. That was when it literally was Classic. like karate versus wrestling. It had sumo versus boxing. That's martial arts in the beginning at its mm. best. It's having every form come together under one banner and fight to see who's the best, who has the best style. Um, and then there was also kickboxer? the quest. Kickboxer was a nice one too. I, I loved I, Kickboxer. I actually never saw Kickboxer. I saw Kickboxer Excellent two, movie. which starred the cousin from Step by Step. Cody Excellent lived movie. In the band. Step oh, that was Kickboxer, like Kickboxer two, two or yeah. It was not good. It well, was the I, step I by enjoyed step it guy. at the time, but it was. Different. I liked. I actually liked that movie. Why? Because they had like that arena fight, and then it was the backyard. You know, it was it was styles against styles. The best kickboxers in the world. I remember liking it a lot, but my taste is questionable when I was. But I mean, I couldn't watch it now. Eleven. Because now I got real MMA. It's just those are the martial arts movies I had before I came out. Oh my god, look at all everything they're doing wrong. You be able to. I'm a big believer, man. Get apart. Purity. I was a '90s kid before MMA got big. I was a big fan of pro wrestling and martial arts movies. And you put them together, you seriously have MMA. I've never been into pro wrestling, but I've been surrounded by It's the promotion. Pro wrestling's nuts because I remember I was working my first restaurant and one person mentioned wrestling and then like 11 people popped up. They're like, you, 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 you follow pro wrestling? You follow pro wrestling? I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. I was like, really? You? Everybody? Am I the only one not here? It was the time in the 90s. That was the hottest thing out, man. 
Well, it, it's similar to an experience I had. So the only C I got when I attended Towson University was in science fiction writing. And I was an English major, and I do have a soft spot in my heart. For really excellent science fiction is some of my favorite stuff, perhaps my favorite genre. But I'm not necessarily like a sci-fi guy. Mm-hmm. Not you know maybe I was when I was younger, but I'm more into literary or documentary. I, I don't even know what you would say that I'm into, but I'm not like a strictly sci-fi guy. It's not necessarily my favorite thing, but a really excellent sci-fi movie, perhaps my favorite genre, that kind of thing. Book, that kind of well, maybe not even book. I don't know. I like stuff that stretches the bounds of physicality and reality, but only enough to further the plot and make it be in a metaphor for the world and the things that we know like that's kind of the point of that genre Mm -hmm. um Mm. shoot i went off on that sci-fi genre i don't remember where i was going with it what were we talking about (laughs) we were talking about it started with the strong and the weak i know god all the way back to the beginning oh well that'll wrap it up hold on hold on the heck were we talking about oh well oh well there it goes thank you again very much for staying after class get this in every show on our network subscribe to better health and world on podcast addict check out the better hero casts and better health and world follow joe at the mma historian sean even though he's not here at mma underscore insomniac Gabby at Gabby underscore T and me at Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.